It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. UFC 279 delivered. Nothing short of an absolutely absolute drama on the weekend when the main card was rearranged the night before the event. Comes at Chimaev miss weight by eight pounds, meaning the final three fights of the card got turned upside down. Donna Corby is an Irish rider for Mirror Fighting, and he joins us on the line now to talk about what seems like the craziest weekend in mixed martial arts history. Morning, Donna. How are you, mate? Appreciate it. Oh, morning. Great to great to be on with you guys. I was a um, I was a big fan of Izzy when he was playing. <laughs> oh, thanks, mate. I don't appreciate what your your Irish are doing to the All Blacks as a late mate. Uh, so can you just tell yeah. them to calm yeah, down? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I'll, I'll tell them to chill about my World Cup time. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, appreciate you coming on, mate. Hey, let's start from the beginning. Can you just run us through this week and and what's unfolded? I was talking earlier. I, I don't know. It was a, it was a weird old card to watch because just what all unfolded, and I, I felt like um, Chimaez and what he was able to do is just well, he's ruined his credibility. But also, the, I think the UFC, the mate, yeah. the card was kind of ruined from from the outset. You feel? Well, look the. If, if you want me to go all the way back to when this card was first put together a few weeks ago, and by the way, this was a hastily put together card. Um, basically, mm. Nate Diaz had one fight left on his UFC deal. Now, my sources have indicated to me as le- as long ago as December last year, before that, November last year, that Jake has something of a a little bit less than a handshake agreement with Nate. Jake Paul has a handshake agreement that he's going to fight Nate Diaz in a boxing match. And the UFC don't want that. They want Nate to be either with them or they want him to be devalued enough that he's not going to go and help out someone like Jake because they've just had Ben Askren and Tyron Woodley go over and, and sort of do the, do the honours and help Jake out. And they, they don't want this Jake Paul thing to work out. So their plan was if Nate re-signs with us, we'll give him a favourable matchup and we'll let him fight Conor McGregor next year. If he doesn't re-sign with us, we're putting him in with Chemaev, who's going to not only beat him, beat him so soundly that any casual fan would think, oh, this guy's past it, he's crap. Sorry, excuse my French. He's, he's, he's oh. past it, he's not great. And yeah. <laughs> that was the plan. Didn't work out. 
and uh, Shemayev missed the weight. They turned it around, and Nate Diaz leaves with uh, Nate Diaz leaves on top, and with his his uh, his worth absolutely intact, and he's um, he's he's a, a, as big a star as ever. Great victory, and um, and Shemayev as well doesn't like. Look, he absolutely needed to do the business against Kevin Holland to keep any sort of uh, semblance of, like you say, credibility. And he did just that. He he did uh, he did fantastically with what he could. You know, I, I I'm not impressed with Tumayev lately, but uh, you can't say anything about how good his performance was. What, what's your what's your take on this whole Dana White and the UFC and the way that they're trying to control the athletes? You know, but by the sounds of it, the setup of you know making a great fighter like Nate Diaz look like he's over the hill when he wants to try and get out and make as much uh, hay while the sun shines while he can and it backfires on Dana White what what are, what are your thoughts on all the fighters and the way that Dana White handles all of the all of these uh big occasions well, look there's there's a little bit of kind of historic precedent for it but really this Diaz situation was so strange because He's one of these guys who really the wins and losses don't matter. I think he's got like his, his record is essentially for every two fights he wins he loses one. So he's like he's not not exactly fifty fifty, but you know he's he's not a he's not the kind of guy who wins um, all that regularly. And uh, like he's only fought since he beat McGregor, he's fought once he lost to McGregor. Then he had three years off. He beat Anthony Pettis and he lost to Masvidal. Another two years off after that, and he lost to Leon Edwards. But still, you're having me on here to talk about him. He's still a huge name. And uh, I think that the UFC prefer for the name value to be in their business, kind of like WWE, where, you know, when WWE comes to town, people will buy the tickets because, oh, there's going to be wrestling. It's not necessarily that they love whoever the wrestler is. And I think the UFC prefer that as well. Like, they were in London twice this year, sold out before they even announced the main event. So it's not that, you know, I I believe that the first main event was... um, it was Tom Aspinall, the second minute that was also Tom Aspinall, actually. And it's like, you know, Tom Aspinall's great and everything, but he's not the name on the marquee. The UFC is the name. And I think that uh, they want to keep the fighters well-known, but also they want to keep their brand strong. And, you know, if, if Nate goes out now and he's, he's got free agency, so he can go and box against someone like Jake Paul, make a load of money. He can go and uh, go to Bellator, go to PFL, whatever other organizations there are. So I think they just want to kind of keep their monopoly going because that monopoly has been very favorable to them. You know, if you look at boxing, boxing promoters aren't able to get the big fights to happen. Dana White can pretty much force the big fights through because there's no other option. You know, they they can't go to to other promotions and make that kind of money. So I think that uh, it's all about just maintaining that monopoly. Yeah, I think he's already uh, made his bed as old Nate Diaz. I think he's going to have a fight with uh, Jake Paul. Because I follow Jake Paul on Instagram, seen his little story. I wonder who he's going to fight. So it's all making sense now. <laughs> hey, quickly, just on the Chimaev, uh missing his weight by eight, eight pounds. What, what, what do you take on that? Was that on purpose? Uh, obviously, there's a lot of a lot of mis- uh, love hate there with um, Kevin Holland and and the start of that mm-hmm. fight, mate. Like. It was crazy. And Kevin Holland, he made the biggest mistake by trying to put his hand up to, to be all friendly there, and it ruined him in the end. No, look, uh, this Shemayev this and Holland rivalry has been ongoing for a long, long, long time. They got to settle it on, on short notice. You've got to give a huge amount of credit to Kevin Holland. I mean, he was going in mm. with, uh, with Rodriguez, who ended up fighting Li Jinglang. By the way, the most credit has to go to Li Jinglang, taking on a, a much more difficult opponent in on a day's notice who was 10 pounds heavier like tony ferguson for all intents and purposes 
was a guaranteed win for whoever fought him in terms of his record and how he's gone. I'm not saying that he had no chance, but I'm saying that I thought Li Jinglang was definitely going to beat him. I think I, I always thought Nate Diaz was going to beat him. But in terms of Chumayev and, um, and, and Holland, I thought that, yeah, look, he, he probably did come. Like, look, he says he was told by a medical professional at four in the morning to stop weight cutting. I don't know about that. I mean, his behavior throughout the week was, was crazy anyway. Between the, the brawl at the press conference that caused him to cancel the event to then stopping weight cutting, to then showing up to the weight and uh, showing up to the weigh in and not showing any remorse for being, uh, by the way, over half a stone over the weight. Like, that's a lot of weight to be over. And, you know, flipping the middle finger and all this stuff, you're just very disrespectful. And, um, yeah, I think uh, Jemaya's got a lot of work to do now to kind of get the fans back on side, unless he fancies being, you know, a bad guy that they boo all the time. Oh, <laughs> someone's trying to take McGregor's title, I guess, and pick up some more of that cash. <laughs> um, what about what about uh, the fight between uh, Diaz and Tony Ferguson? He hasn't had a win since 2019, Tony Ferguson against Cerrone. Is it about time he hung his boots up? It, it does seem that way, doesn't it? I mean, he, he's moved up in the, the weight, um, didn't... He, he looked... He, the thing is, he, he hasn't looked off, and he keeps fighting really good guys. I mean, Nate Diaz was... I think a, a marked step down in terms of the opposition he's been facing. You know, um, like he's, he's he's fought some some very good guys: Benil Dariush, obviously Justin Gaethje, um, Charles Oliveira, who became you know world champion. I believe Dariush might be world champion eventually when when he gets his opportunity. So you know, Diaz was a big step down in terms of opponents. Li Jingliang would have been a, a, a decent test for him, but really, if you fancy yourself, with all due respect to, to Nate Diaz, who's you know, a great fighter. If you fancy yourself as someone who's at the top level at welterweight or lightweight in the UFC, you should probably be beating Nate Diaz. And he really didn't look super close to that. So I think um, it may possibly be time for Tony to hang up the gloves, yeah. Yeah, he was wearing his singlet. And I thought, yeah, maybe because Conor McGregor got to him when he was uh, mocking his body shape. I was like, mate, leave him alone. He's in good nick <laughs> compared, to, compared to me right now. Anyway, I'll, I'll take that body any day. <laughs> Quickly, just just before we, we move on, Lijing, I watched that fight. I thought he got the job done. I thought he got the job done over D Rod, and they've come out and just flipped the script and gave it to D Rod. Even D Rod, when he when the when it was announced, he was like, "Wow!" He actually swore and just couldn't quite believe. He could see it on his face. So, do you think the judges got it right there? Well, look, you you and Dana White both right both thought that uh, the, the fight went mm. that way. I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I was, I was uh, double-jobbing watching it. I had the, uh, the YouTube boxing on one screen and the UFC on the other. Um, there, there was a big YouTube boxing fight on in L.A. last night that I was covering. But from what I saw, Jing Liang did seem, like you say, to have done enough. You know, he, he's, uh, he's had a rough out goal, but I think that he probably deserved a little bit better last night after. You know, like he, 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 there, was the, there was like a meme in the MMA community when the press conference got cancelled. He was just about to go on stage. He bought this new beautiful suit this blue, like, amazing-looking suit, and he didn't get to show it off to anyone. And then he had his fight changed, like I say, a very favorable matchup against Tony Ferguson. And now, all of a sudden, he faced D-Rod, 10 pounds heavier. And, uh, yeah, he deserved a whole lot better. And I hope he got paid very well, because he's um, he's a real talent, and he's done, he's done brilliantly. Yeah, I thought he got it done. 100%, I reckon he got that done, and he got shafted in the end. Okay, quickly, before we let you go, Jemayev. <laughs> Where does Jamai fight? What weight division does he fight out of? And can anyone stop him? Yeah, I think loads of people can stop him, to be honest. I think that um, he's... 
a little tiny bit on the overrated side. Uh, I, I think he's good, but I thought Gilbert Burns gave a very good showing against him. So there are people at 170 who can beat him. There are certainly people at 185 who can beat him. I think Kobe Covington beats him. I think Kamara Usman beats him. I think Leon Edwards gives him a very good fight. I'm not sure on that one. I think Israel Adesanya probably beats him. I think he probably would get through Pereira. Evidently, he seems to do very well in firing against Sean Strickland. So I guess his best bet is probably to go up to 85. I think if you look at it, the 170 division is going to be tied up for a while. They're talking about making Leon Edwards fight um, Kamara Usman in Wembley Stadium, which would mean waiting until next summer, until the, the weather is good enough, or at least April is the time when you can do stadium fights in the UK. So like that would mean that division is on hold until he wouldn't get a shot to the end of next year. So yeah, go up to 185. Adesanya is very active. And uh, I think Adesanya is going to beat Pereira, by the way, in, in the middleweight title fight in November. Uh, so, I, yeah, I think he, his best bet is to go up to 85, get himself one more good win, no more controversy, make the 85 weight, and, uh, and go and earn himself a, a shot at Adesanya if he beats uh, Pereira. Ooh, that's going to be a doozy because of what's unfolded with <laughs> Pereira over the last well, couple of videos. You're of... Adesanya, by the way, as well, yeah. Yeah, man, we're we're right behind Izzy over here. But all the all the all the video footage coming out because the only one that's ever beaten him is Pereira, and uh, we don't want that to yep. happen, mate. So hopefully you're right. Nah. Hopefully you're right, Donna. We appreciate you coming on the show and sharing your insights on the UFC card two seven nine and what unfolded, mate. Appreciate Thank it. Thank me. you so much. And go the All Blacks, eh? Oh, no, no, not that. <laughs> <laughs> I nearly got Great you, eh? You, nearly got you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Cheers, <God>. mate. <laughs> Have a good one. Cheers, man. Oh, there he is. Very oh, good, Izzy. <laughs> Very good, Izzy. <laughs> Sorry about the noise. My neighbour's sanding his deck. My motto? Don't work on your deck. Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.